Well, happy uh, Sunday, everybody. Happy, yeah. happy fun day Sunday. Uh, and hot. Very hot for those of us in the Southwest. I don't know how you guys are doing, but... Kentucky was nasty. Yeah, we got up to 107 today out by us. So, yeah, it was pretty warm today. <laughs> and we have one major fire burning near us right now. The Robert fire is about five miles north of us. And, of course, I've got a fly in the studio. Never fails. We've got uh, We've got the Canada fires blowing on us here. Oh, yeah. yeah that's yeah. true. Mm-hmm. All right, and I'm assuming those are still burning, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Judging by the smoke. So, we had quite the eventful last couple of sessions. Yeah. Here, we find ourselves at the end of a first part of our journey. The team had successfully dealt with something quite unique. While those that lead the Gnomeworks were using both their wealth and their influence to dig for something called the Heartstone. Unbeknownst to them, other things had already been set in motion in parallel with their own attempt to find the Heartstone. These other things... Unfortunately, they did not realize. But the team as a whole had decided that whatever was going on at Thane's Reach needed to be dealt with. And with that, by giving the creation stone back to the shadow guardian of Thane's Reach, this freed up the opportunity for the Heartstone to be retrieved. However, without the ceremony being done the way that it was expected to do the heartstone and the fire Titan could not fully come into existence. And with that, the cratered gate to the flight, the plane of fire could not be fully sealed. So as the team came back down into things, reached a ruinous remains and found the survived chamber, they began to try to figure out, how to undo what had been done. Not having um, understood fully, they at least knew that if maybe if they tried to forge the key, force the obelisk to then reverse the effects of the crater and therefore possibly either pull the fire Titan back or to use the Titans, the Titan creator as a way to understand how the ceremony could be undone. The team did the best they could. And it just so happens it turned out quite well. The team managed to even get um, uh, a particular mouse folk druid involved as well. (laughs) And facilitated and helped in the defense of the ceremony. While the team forged the key, placed the key in the obelisk, and then began to do the unmaking ceremony of the four elements that the Titan Maker once used to bring Titans into existence before the period of founding. The Shadow Guardian, still gone, although their whereabouts unknown. The two remaining simulacrum of the um, lizard uh, folk individual that was trying to ride the coattails of the Gnomeworks and find their own purpose in all of this, seemingly embracing, um, possibly Mason, 
in this process. While this team managed to defeat and contain chaos, they were given boons and favors from the Titan Maker. And even though one of two probabilities of dealing with the Titan Maker, as well as being a child of the gods, this was kind of passed over with a bit of hubris. Preferring to remain firmly rooted in the reality of how important Exandria is now versus what it was once before, a world worth fighting for. The team find themselves back in the Underdwell. Oh, take that back. Find yourself back in, no in the Temple Spire um, up on the cliff regions of the No More Capital. And when you came back, you found yourself greeted by someone that you thought had passed on. As the High Prefect, and I believe her name, just had her up. Where'd it go? The Temple. Sorry. The High Prefect Hilda Narey Aldid, who we thought originally had been killed, is actually still alive. Everybody go ahead and click off a long rest, please. Yes. Right on. I don't think I rolled my HP. <laughs> now that I, I like, I'm looking at it, like I don't think my HP changed. <laughs> That's because yeah, we didn't we didn't roll it at the end last time. No, not yeah. this time we didn't. That's true. Let me roll my HP real quick. Oh my god, this, this fly is gonna be the death of me. <laughs> you it's literally those, like I have this huge studio, and all it wants to do is sit around me. <laughs> you get one of those salt shotguns and just sit there, you know. Now, with me, I'd roll a natural one. <laughs> oh, I saw a great meme of uh, the scene where Gwen Stacy falls, and it's a nat 20 for the web catch and a nat 1 on the strength save. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> it's terrible, but it's also funny. <laughs> the four-story spire of the coral finger you find home once again, but things have dramatically changed over the course of the last few days. Upon your return, you'd learn from the high prefect that after a successful ceremony of bringing her back to life, it was determined after she learned of the missing Mannheim to remain secret to remain as if she was dead, to draw out those enemies that had caused all this. She is still unsure as to who her attacker was, but she does confirm the suspicion that perhaps it was Mason before he had fled deep into the volcanic ruins and took both um, Magdalene and Devon with him to try to find whatever he was seeking. The government of this city has been dealt with. 
during the course of those two days, almost whether through fortune or bizarre divine intervention, depending on your belief, Vasselheim has taken an interest in this island. A great fleet of Vasselheim ships has, had arrived within the last 24 hours and began to descend upon both the Underdwell and the upper jungle regions of the cliffside facing of Nomork City. Taking into custody the majority of the guilds that made up the kind of magistrate organization, the Underdwell given free reign to not only no longer have to live down there, but gradually receiving both financial support and medical support from many of the Vasselheim belief systems, whether it's uh, the Temple of Kord, the Wild Mother, more importantly, Beomut. But with an already established High Prefect here of Helm, it's not too surprising that as part of her way of getting you guys caught up while you've been gone, Prefect Hilda Naray had already reached out to a personal friend of hers, someone that you're expected to meet this morning, only they haven't arrived yet. The city is a joyful chaos of those that were in power being dealt with and those that have come to oversee the gradual restoration of what Gnomeworks was always intended to be, which was a crossroads of creativity, engineering, and free trade amongst all of the different kingdoms that have agreed to allow it to flourish in such a way. Then, if you stand out on the overlook of the Coral Finger, looking down into the busy city below, crowds coming back and forth, watching as the different independent ships are leaving off on the horizon, and down in the harbor, seeing the dozen or so flags of Vasselheim and Isilra kind of giving that that comfort that things can change. There's almost a celebratory atmosphere, although some people don't even know why they celebrate. While the High Prefect could see and sense the need for the team to fill her in on as much as possible, she merely stated, wait a few days. What you're involved in is known to some, not known by most, but I have a friend arriving soon who I would like you to tell the story to. And that rings in your ears, Anna, the idea of the interest in the story of what you and your friends have done. It was a tearful victory. The fading of the volcanic eruption off in the horizon receding but an entire community wiped out in the process. The challenge of any organization is you may not always know what they're doing, but the pay is good. How can you not feed your family, live your lives? We found out that well over a thousand people had lost their lives in Thane's Reach. Most bad, depending on your perspective. 
but some just carpenters, toolers, miners, people just working for an organization that they never quite knew what they were doing. With that information, that was what caused the high prefect to reach out to Vasselheim to make sure that this doesn't happen again, that no more can rebuild itself, get itself back on the right path and maybe seek support from other kingdoms that prevent this from happening yet again. The guilds banished, the Isra flag flying over the magistrate quarter for now. Majority of those that were involved, either in the keepers, the watchers, or the thunder shroud, all kind of dealt with or in the process of being dealt with. But for now, as you stare down at the crowds of people, it's one of celebration as an impromptu kind of carnival has begun to just spontaneously come into existence. Celebratory um, feasts appearing on the streets, kiosks of good wishers and purveyors of the local kind of artisan work. Seeing the very kind of sallow-faced gnomes, um, either the, the young or elderly, mixing with the crowds that at once thought that these were people that were just simply gone, but here they are. The orphans and those that used to run amok through the streets, stealing what the community needed down below. The community down below completely abandoned, but there's an itch at the back of your mind, Alexa. Where did Sibo go? Where did her companion go. What happened to them? Did the volcanic eruption take them? And you remember being shown that vision by the Titan Maker. The vision of the two simulacran meeting with Mason and then eventually walking aboard his ship. Although since your return, you have yet to be able to find any of the flagships from the Dwadalian Empire. They all seem to have either left of their own accord or if the blockade means anything, it would seem that Vasselheim is comfortable with the fact of isolating this island until things can get sorted out, as the High Prefect stated. But the streets beckon with the sign and sounds of celebration. The near destruction after that volcano initially began to erupt the rumors of a strange, fiery creature about to descend upon the southern area of the, of the city or the, of the island ran rampant for the first day of that activity. But then lost to the thought of superstition and unknowing of the facts at hand, what the team had done to secure the safety of this island. Stand there, looking out on a morning that you thought would never get here. A comfort level to not having to wear your helmet and cover your face. Well, the High Prefect has yet to be able to share with you why this statue was here. Why the connection to your physical form, why all this was here. It's a bit of a silent understanding of fate. 
Because if there's any mad fuel for the gods, it's fate. Fate is the small area in between hope and failure. It's the fates that determine outcomes. And the words of the high prefect in your mind as she says, perhaps this was just fate. Coincidences of the gods should never be questioned. Giving you both a gentle touch on the shoulder and kind of a half smile. While all the organizations are a bit chaotic right now, there's a calm to this. You turn to come away from the overwatch of the um, the fourth tier of the coral finger looking down on the exterior to look at your friends. Earthen kind of lounging about reading his books and trying to do more investigation, convinced that Volcanic gases sometimes play on the mind. <laughs> that obviously what you guys experienced was a hallucinogenic effect of a near miss of a volcano blowing up. And gods would never bother with people such as yourselves. Spot sitting in a chair, playing with Punch's tail, and just kind of relaxing. It's a bit of knowing in his own playful mind that a little bit of what he thought was true may actually be true. Puck beaming with a sense of hope after hearing about the Underdwell being released from its imprisonment, this class system, this incarceration of poor versus the wealthy, the control and power that the Copper keepers, copper takers, copper makers used to use on this society is now gone. Big banners of Vissera flying off in the distance on the ships. It was hard saying goodbye to winter. It was difficult. About a day after your return and the beginning of the group's recovery after what had happened, she decided to travel back to the Fae. Saying her goodbyes, but perhaps she'll be back. She wasn't certain. But she needed to visit some folk. Make some inquiries. All of this activity on Gnomeworks had got her to thinking about a long distant past. And details that needed to be rooted out. But for now, the four of you sit lounging in this very nice room that you've been upgraded to, care of the uh, the Isra authority that is now gradually taking over Gnomeworks. All four of you hear a gentle knock at the door. Well, come in. There's a click of the handle, pushes open. You watch a three-foot figure coming walking into your room. Long brown and grayish hair spilling over very well-crafted plate mail armor. Centered over her chest, an emblem of Sarenrae. 
kind eyes, crow's feet in the corner. Someone who's seen quite a deal. It's Pike. Comes oh. into the room. Quite old now, since the incursion of Vecna and the stabilization of what some would say one of the greatest threats to the existence of Exandria. Believed to be the last of a famous group as most of them have gone in their separate directions or found themselves on missions yet to return from. Some to this day say that Grog and Scanlan had decided to go back to a particular space that Grog had gone missing to for quite some time. <laughs> Scanlan just couldn't help himself, but they never came back. Pike was okay with that. She stands there looking at the four of you. I've heard a lot about you guys. Earthen I, falls off the couch. I like, I, like come in. <laughs> you, yeah, you, you're 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 I'm a halfling, yes. She wakes over at Puck. <laughs> you're, you're Pike. Trickfoot? Pike? The Pike? The Pike? Sure, I guess. Got anything to drink in here? I'm I, I'm kind of a morning drinker. <laughs> I, had, I had a friend of mine that uh, used to make mimosas. Do you know how to make those? Oh, cat. Spot. Spot, you can do that. What's a mimosa? <laughs> <laughs> Just... Just put something in a drink and make it taste good. And Preferably it. orange juice. Oh, okay. I mean, do, do, <laughs> we, do we have like, fresh oranges here? Like, I mean, I'll look, I'll look at carnivore, guys. <laughs> okay. I'll go off and just like start making up something. Like, Spot has absolutely no idea what a mimosa is. <laughs> he watches within a few moments, the high prefect comes in. Oh, good. Mistress Pike, you're already here. Um, yes. Well, now I think would be a good time for you to fill us in on your little journey. Pike looks up at the prefect. Sounds more a bit, more than just a little journey, prefect. Uh, yes. Um, sarcasm, Pike. I practice it too. And the two of them just kind of share a laugh and walk over to a fully loaded breakfast table that had just recently happened after you guys woke up. And you begin to gather around the table. Pike sits up. Well, maybe you could just start from the beginning. I find that the easiest way to understand things. Well, all the way back in Regzentrum, um, I was taken there after my village was absorbed in the Empire. And um, that's a little I too far back. Um, but maybe focus more on what happened on the other side of the island. Just start there. But it started here. Some of it started here. The prefect has already filled me in on part of the information that took place here. I am more intrigued as to understand what exactly happened over at Thane's Reach. What's, what went on there? Not much there now. 
the volcano erupted. Um, something came out of it, very big and on fire. Uh, and we put it back. I think we we put it back, right? I mean, I think it closed up like the, t the it sucked into the thing and it all closed up. It, it's gone, right? I think it's gone now. Yeah. Um, but uh, your young friend here with the mark of hell on it has a rather strange look on her face. Mr. Zanet? That's so impolite. She just looks like that. <laughs> Earthen. Is, is that your RCF, your resting cleric face? <laughs> he watches, Pike goes, I've got an RPF, resting <laughs> paladin face. And she goes. <laughs> the... Um, The volcano erupting was was not the place it started. We we found our way to the underdwell, and we learned about a creature sealed beneath the island, uh, a betrayer god uh, called Erebus, um, who the lizard folk Zahir complete Zahir. Erebus Zahir. is our dragon buddy guy. Zahir. Okay. All right. We found a a, a betrayer god named Zahir. Um, the lizard folk perform a ceremony every hundred years to keep Zaheer sealed, which we assisted them with. Pike, like, uh, stops you for a moment and looks at the high prefect. And the high prefect, as we discussed earlier, Pike, the understanding of other cultures' superstitions were always important for me to keep an eye on. The lizard folk led by an individual that goes by the name of Sawtooth, although we have been unable to track him down recently. Um, they perform a ceremony on a, on, a, on a place called the Obsidian Gate, where they are convinced is that's what keeps the creature hidden away inside, contained, if you would. Ah, okay, I mean, continue. Sorry. While we were there, there was some pretty weird shit happening. We've had direct contact with Sahir. Puck has had contact with Sahir. She doesn't Pike. Like to talk about it. Yeah, he watches Pike stares with a bit of interest <laughs> and incredulity over at Puck and then smiles warmly. Is this true, Puck? We think so. He never identified himself, but it seemed based on the words of many others and prophecies pertaining to the situation that it was here and that he was trying to reach out to any kind of vessel that could help release him and I was sacrificed to him which uh, that's the part I don't love talking about I wouldn't blame you I've been in some pretty strange situations myself. It was really cool, though. Before <laughs> before the sacrifice part. A giant undead dinosaur thing. Glaring at fire. him. Fire. <laughs> it was really cool. Well worth the story. I'm working on writing the song. I see. 
I'm guessing Earthen is a bard. Um, <laughs> so I guess my question to all of you is, do you still believe that any of this is still a threat? Is any of this still a threat here? <coughs> Has this been contained in your opinion? Um, do you, do, do you, have you heard the name Seraphel Hammerfell? I am aware of the belief of the Titan Maker, yes. The stories about him or it, depending on which side of the story you believe. How yeah. in the world a motorcycle can get that much noise that high up to her is just fascinating. Right. We, we, we found Seraphil's tomb. And may well have just say we spoke to Seraphil. And if, if, if that whole thing was real, then we're not done yet. Right, Seth? Yeah, I mean, I think we may be done here, but the threat is moving. Uh, there's a man called Mason. He visited the temple, and he seems to now be collaborating with um, with Bazarus. There's another lizard folk. There's two. I think they're headed through the veil. I think they're headed towards Shattered Isles then. With great confidence. Seraphon speaks of a great beacon within the veil. Um, a lighthouse. There's a, there's a, yeah, a lighthouse. Um, I know those who... There are those on the ship that we were brought here on that have been through the veil and seen the lighthouse before. And if the stories are true, two of them were cursed by whatever magics were at that lighthouse. Um, but Seraphel told us our next quest lies at the lighthouse. Interesting. And what did this Seraphel say about that? He... Can I roll insight before I answer that question? Sure. Just get a look. I, can I give the help action? Sure. Or guidance or something? I'll say like the two of you stare at each other like, where are we going with this conversation? So, I yeah. do not trust the high prefix. Pike's asking the question, though. Oh, I want to make an insight check on the prefix. Okay. While, while Pike's doing all this Q&A? Yeah. Okay. So... What's that with uh, the help, the guidance or whatever? What do I get for that? Uh, plus a D4. Well, that's better. Uh, that's a 16 for insight. And you're doing an insight on the prefect, right? I, got uh, I was doing insight. insight on the prefix. I was doing insight on Pike. Okay. And you want to do insight on the prefect, Zanith? Mm -hmm. Go for it. Uh, I, got a, I rolled and I got a 30. You got a 30? Yeah, I got a nat 20 plus 10. Jeez. We are finally like super insightful. No we, kidding. Learn, we, 
we learned our lesson yeah. <laughs> <laughs> by trusting so many people so long. We've been betrayed so many times. <laughs> <laughs> I would say for you and Pike, Earthen, she's definitely holding information back. It's almost like she's validating things that she may already know mm-hmm. through her questions geared towards you guys as a group. That's a really high role, Zenith. The only way to describe the look of on the high prefect is one of concern extreme concern like she's staring at puck as she's interacting with everyone and she just has this overwhelming look of both concern and fear on her face looking at puck mm-hmm. while puck is talking oh at at, at puck not at pike sorry at pike Sorry. Okay. All the peas and the halflings. <laughs> right, yeah. You know, I like. I was like, "What's going on?" I guess technically, Puck's a gnome, but you know. What now? See, I, I started to go like, "Wait a minute, she knew Puck died. She's concerned Puck's alive. Hang on." She's <laughs> looking at Pike with extreme concern and fear. Yeah, like she's going to maybe tell you guys something she doesn't feel she should. Hmm. That's what it feels like. Um, we, we met supposedly primordials while we were there. By the way, you describe everything. It's not all that dissimilar from the histories that we study about the creation myth. Well, those from the island were trying somehow, some way to control one of them. He was he, he had the form of a dragon, but once repaired was not a dragon. Um, but he disappeared. I don't know where he went. Sounds like all of you have had a bit of fun and adventure then. I mean you mostly look alive, I think. We watched everyone around us be vaporized. Yep. Yesterday. Yes, things reached does not. It doesn't exist. Yes, it's unfortunate about what had happened there. I except the get... tomb. The tomb did exist. Everything else was gone, but the tomb was saved. About that. We haven't been able to find any evidence of the the, the tomb that you've described. Good. I wouldn't want to send anyone else there. Fortunately, I, I, I think I believe your story. Unfortunately, we haven't been able to find or figure out any way to corroborate. Not to say that we don't believe you. I've been talking with the prefect about what to do with barely a handful of survivors from Thane's Reach. You have magics. You have your ways. Cast it and see if we tell a lie. That's not really the point of magic sometimes, Earthen. I accept and I'm okay with the explanation that was given. I have no reason to disbelieve your stories, your information. I'm just trying to 
get a feel for whether or not it's safe to maybe explain a few things. He watches Pike looks over at the prefect and the prefect just kind of shrugs her shoulders. First of all, we took the captain captain's crew into custody. Alexander and uh, McClintock and all those guys? Yes, we have them safely under lock and key for now. They're being well treated. They're giving us their side of the stories. They they were good people. Mostly. The captain's gone, so they were good people. Yes, we'll come back to that in a moment. My bigger concern is this wanderman assembly. This individual searching for the blood title of the family in order to open a vault from time past. This was the original mission that you were on, wasn't it? Uh, I'll pull out the, the tag, the Wonderman crest that we were given. Do you still feel like this is something you'd want to continue? I just kind of raises a paw from the background where they're, they're still working on this trick. I'm game. It just like doesn't even look back. <laughs> uh, we're definitely looking for the guy, if that's what you're asking. And I like glance over at Puck. How much do you trust this Withia, Felderman? As much as we trust her kin. Not at all. <laughs> Good. Then we're all of the same opinion then. What do you know about the fog that lies around the Shattered Isles? What have you learned about that? We know that it's difficult to pass through, that it creates visions and seems to drive people mad. And we've learned possibly about a way through it. It's the fog is, is a remnant of whatever happened uh, at the, at, that created the teeth. And it's, it's very powerful, not, not arcane magic necessarily, but it's very powerful magic. Um, I believe the intention was to protect the area from further incursion. And how do you plan to proceed? Take out the bag of residuum that's now one pound lighter <laughs> and open it up. Fascinating. We were told of a way that there is a certain type of instrument that can be placed on the bow of a ship that can, with this powder and other functions, can guide us through the veil. The guy that I, told us that also tried to kill someone, but... Trust is not an easy thing earned, is it? No. 
All of you should be proud of yourselves. You did well. I will secure a ship for you. I'll secure a crew. And I think the Serenray Temple would like to fund the remaining of your expedition. For now, you may operate under the guise that you're continuing to look for a surviving heir of the Wanderman Assembly. For now, with the uh, Felder Ward, we'll remain your patron. However, I suspect other dealings are at foot. You watch as Pike stands up and starts kind of pacing the room a bit. The prefix sits back down to kind of pick at her plate. The world is a very different place after things like this happen. When the Chroma Conclave tried to take over Tal'Doria, and then in turn, when Vecna tried to ascend the great city and succumb Vasselheim to ruin, the world never really stays the same, does it? Things change. Are they out of fear or complacency? We still find ourselves here so many years after defeating Vecna. We still find ourselves on the edge of chasing things that we don't quite understand. I believe your story. I believe what you tell me is true. And I'm inclined to agree that the threat, while contained here, may be playing out somewhere else. One of the great myths of the Shattered Isle is that it was once a continent of its own existence. A great catastrophe occurred during the period of founding. And ever since then, even pre-Calamity, pre-Arcanum, sat behind a shroud of impenetrable magical fog. There's always stories of one or two people being able to get through. Scanlan used to talk about it all the time, but I never really believed him. One particular island in, in amongst this fog, we do have some information on. It's called the Dragon's Breath. It's the largest of the islands. Scanlan and a small group of Whitestone explorers managed to penetrate the veil, learn a great deal about it. While most of their party were lost, Scanlan and two others were able to come back. It changed him quite a bit. That's when him and Grog decided to go off on their own little adventure for a while, and we haven't seen him since. The thing about the veil is that you're quite right. It's dangerous, but it's dangerous for reasons I'm not really sure we know why yet. Scanlon said that the madness traversing it was so severe and so difficult. He struggled to maintain the understanding of himself 
if not admitting he had lost a bit of himself in it as well. The island is populated by a people that have not changed since the period of founding. Great travelers of the ocean. They are called the Nordai. They populate all of the islands in the Vale and live a very tribal but natural existence with the world. But what's interesting, they do not worship gods there. They worship titans. And each of their tribes are organized around the different titans, earth, water, fire, air. They call them the four pillars of the world, the very foundation of creation built on the backs of these titans. And they, while different tribal names scattered throughout the Shattered Isles, are very much resolute in keeping themselves isolated. So be wary. Some can be trusted. Others are quite violent, quite very much insistent on their isolation. The Dragon's Breath Island, I believe, is the one that you're looking for because Scanlan did describe a strange structure built atop a very large mountain that's centered in the middle of the island. While they were unable to penetrate deeper into the island before they had to flee, know this. That veil is not a door. It is an undefined separation between our world and something else that we cannot quite understand. I believe that when you pass through this fog, what you're experiencing is the overlapping of many different planes of existence. It might explain why some people that manage to survive passing through and then back out again go quite mad. When reality collides with other realities, it going to have its effect. Pike stops for a moment to think about her next words very carefully. I will let you in on a final secret about the Isles. There is consensus among the different high, highborn and high bears of Vasselheim. That the true known location of the Celestial Gate is in the Shattered Isles. After listening to your story and speaking with the High Prefect about other things that have been happening, I believe this is Featherward's true intent. I think she seeks the gate. For what purpose? 
Well, it is said that those that can find the gate of divinity may have access to the unending of the world, unending power, the ability to do whatever they want, travel wherever they want. And that perhaps this beacon might be tied into this. Well, the details I'm still working on, but there are some in Vasselheim that agree with this. We have come across many threats before. This threat feels more vicious. Something else underlying its purpose and intent and can't quite figure out what that is. I know of this Mason person. They are a person of interest that somebody is looking for. So be wary of him. He's dangerous. Very dangerous. Don't we know it? Who's looking for him? Let's just say someone who has a very specific interest in seeing too that he's dealt with for what he's done. Witch hunters can become zealots very easily. And this particular witch hunter, Mason, went a little bit too far on some villages within Dwendal. And there are some people in Vasselheim that would like to question him about what happened and to deal with him accordingly. It's a very hard, kind of angry concentration on Pike's face for a moment, and then she begins to soften again. So, a vessel, a crew, and a purpose. Might we, um, might we bring Alexander along with us? Maybe McClintock and uh, what was that goblin and what was that goblin in the chef's name spot? You remember? I don't recall his name. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> I don't think I have it in my notes. Yeah, I've got him in here somewhere. I was just yeah, it's, it's a while. <laughs> I don't know if we want him. He was pretty gross. <laughs> yeah. The food was. <laughs> I mean, why did what I could? <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, I think kind of you know Smoke kind of in the background hanging out and uh, I think now's a pretty good time for you to just kind of stroll up and just slap Earth on the back of the head just a mimosa is sparkling wine and orange juice and you motherfucker didn't think to tell me I've been back there for 15 minutes man I don't make drinks I drink drinks <sighs> All right, um, Miss uh, Trickfoot. Uh, just uh, call uh, me Pike. It's okay. I, I mean, should, should I? Should, okay, whatever. Um, anyway, I, I was curious. Um, there, there's some people in the Underdwell that uh, I, I don't know them very well, but I feel like I'm not in this a kinship with. Uh, do you know what what might happen to uh, some of the Dompier gnomes that were? created against the will? Are they going to be okay in this? Are they being looked after? Or... I believe Pike looks over at the prefect and the prefect stands up. My understanding is 
they have chosen to take over the Underdwell and live in their own seclusion. Um, they're not going to be hunted or wanted by us by any stretch of the imagination. So for the most part, I think they just want to be left alone for now. Okay. That's what I was hoping. Just kind of... Um, well, actually, we there are two people I would like to ask you about. The first one being somebody that is still within the confines um, of this building, I think. Uh, sir, are we in the temple? We're at the you guys are currently in the oh. Coral Finger. Yeah. Uh, a nearby building, then. Uh, which is a small goblin that seems to have come in contact with a prophecy of the Light Tower some time ago and have lost his mind subsequently. Um, yes, I believe we could take care of that for you. He's only being held for his own protection. He'd gone quite mad. Well, in light of some of the changes that have happened and his clear connection to it. I think it might be worthwhile checking in with him again and also seeing if maybe maybe there is some kind of way to help him. Uh, and the second one is uh, somebody in our ship. I believe his name was Pliny. Peroni. Peroni. Um, let's say disappeared under uh, less than savory circumstances pertaining to the mere folk. Uh, and if you happen to know anything about the merfolk and people who disappear through them, uh, I think that's something we want to know more about. And well, I believe you'll be able to ask them yourselves. Isn't that right, Pike? Pike kind of looks at all of you. Ah, yes, that last part of the conversation. The merfolk and those that you encountered are what we call the Watchers of the Vale. They are the ones that allow people to either enter or exit under whatever pretense they use to gain access. Some tell of rumors of a city on the back of a turtle. Some tell rumors of other accommodations made for those attempting to penetrate the veil. I leave that up to you. Is there any uh, were sharks with those merfolk? Were sharks. Those creatures haven't been seen for quite some time. Uh, like a couple of weeks. Yeah, sure. <laughs> um, actually, I think we have a name of a potential were shark. Yeah. Gore something. Sorry, just one second. Yeah, Gore Grim. Yes. Puck and. Um, Puck and the prefect exchange glances for a moment. Are you sure the name was Gorgrim? We're pretty, pretty sure. certain. Huh. Well, we're familiar with that name, um, but it's the translation? Gorgrim is um, it's actually a merfolk word. For the changer is what it means. And our understanding is that that's also a personal reference to the Stormlord as well. 
What? The cha- Gorgrim is the name of the changer, champion of the Stormlord. Changer of fates. If you encountered a were shark that was using the name Gorgrim, that's equivalent to saying that they refer to themselves as a champion of the Stormlord. He was with the Morfolk that were guiding the boat. But he was also involved with those aberrations that... Uh, Yeeted spot off the mast. Aberrations. What do you mean? Uh, they were ugly. Um, they were not merfolk. They came from the water. They hit really hard. Um, they had um, the diamonds. What? Yeah, that's right. The arcane diamonds in them. Interesting. Sorry, I. Do you still have one of those diamonds? Uh, no, I, I gave one of them to Sibo, so she might... I mean, she's not around right now, but... Right. Yeah, as so we're, I, yeah, just as we're trying to describe the uh, the, the monsters that you know, gave me out there, I just kind of want to... I, I think this might be a, a good instance where I, I kind of like lean back and just concentrate on it, just like... <laughs> And all of a sudden, an image of one just kind of pops out, like from where uh, I got to touch the forehead. I'm going to use my uh, silent image ability un- unconsciously to reject an image of one, just to kind of be like, "Whoa, Jesus, what's going on?" Yeah, yeah both, those things. Yeah, like both Pike and the and the prefect, kind of shocked by what they just see. Oh, fascinating! So, did it look like that? Yeah, um, I one. I don't know. Where, where is that coming from? Because that's the picture that's in my head. I, I don't know what's going on. Um, you, yeah, you watch as the prefix comes over and stares at it and then looks back over at Pike. Kind of looks like them, doesn't it? Pike, it's a very kind of like deep scowl on her face. It looks a lot like them. Whatever them are is who the sacrifice was made to. That's where our friend Peroni is now. Then we can assume at least one thing. It's quite possible that the merfolk may be in chaos. There might be a play going on for control of the merfolk. That might be why we haven't been able to contact them for some time. I've been here two days now, and I've been trying to reach out to one of my contacts there. I've had no luck. My hope was to get them assimilated onto your ship, and that your ship could just kind of make its own way into the veil without other people knowing that you actually made it into the veil. I have to rethink my next plan. Do you happen to know a merfolk named uh, Stormy? Afraid not. It's not familiar to me. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, well, he's one of the merfolks that were uh, uh alongside our boat when we got here that was following our boat. Oh, yes. They ride whales, I believe, is how they guide people through. That's mm-hmm. right. Just, just speaking of, uh, I haven't really seen them, you know, really since like our first or second day here, but there was a traveling group of tabaxi. Like, this sounds like something that they get a kick out of. Can you, I, I don't think I got names in any of those guys. 
Well, I'm, I'm, so, I'm sure a group of tabaxi in this community could be easily found once you set your mind to searching for them. Just going to say, like, this sounds like the kind of thing that they might want to get in on. This sounds fun. Yes, fun. <laughs> All this is quite fun. Um, well. Is that not what you guys are doing there? And Pike looks up. What do you know of a an old one they call Ukatoa? Would we know anything about Ukatoa? I'm free to give a history or religion check. Oh, you want? Okay, sir. History, history. Oh, God. I got a nine. Nine! <laughs> What'd you get, Earthen? Oh, I didn't roll. Okay. You feel free to if you want to. Yep. <laughs> you said history or what? <laughs> history or religion. Oh, well, history, yeah, because I'm not a religious guy. But a 13. 13? I got a 14 on religion. Um, apparently, um, my D&D Beyond is being super slow right now, so I don't know. Not I surprised. Was, I was looking for the name of the uh, the Minotaur Barkeep. <laughs> I was digging through because I knew we were almost there. Because Spot was looking for his tabaxi friends, and she would know. Yeah, she would. There were Stormlord worshippers. I got that note down. Yep. Well, those creatures you described that attacked you aren't all that different than followers of Ukatoa. Ukatoa is, some say myth, some say real, depending on your point of view. But hopefully we're wrong. And they're just creatures that got involved for other reasons. And it's fine. I'll do some more research on this when I have time. Pike stands up. Well, I have to get going. I'm going to let the prefect fill you in on the details. I've got a place to be in the next couple days. Good work, all of you. Good work. Just be aware, not everyone's going to understand what you did. Those that understand when these situations arise... Sometimes the more heroic action is letting people think that their lives are just going to go on as usual. Not always easy. But it was a pleasure meeting all of you. Good luck. He watches Pike, grabs her cloak off the peg, puts it over her shoulders. Uh, There's two very kind of like um, heavily plate-mailed individuals waiting outside that kind of flank either side of her and you can hear them walking out and then slowly descending the interiors of the coral finger the prefect watches them or watches her leave and closes the door well that was interesting she's uh, I was a little surprised when she arrived yesterday I had hoped to give the group a little bit more time to recover but Unfortunately, that may not be the case. 
just kind of beeping over to, to Earth and who was that? Like, <laughs> I, I name, but like should, should I know who that was? Imagine the greatest um, paladin you could ever imagine, right? With the unfortunate luck of always going last. Yes. <laughs> and and that was her. You just met her. I mean, you know Vecna, right? You've heard the stories of Vecna? Okay, look, the library is over there. Um, I'm certain that I'm certain the prefect has plenty of stuff in the library. Um, by the way, Bovina at the bar might know where your tabaxi friends are if you're still looking for them. Cool, cool, cool. I'm gonna go check on them. Bovina, that's right. <laughs> it took a few, like it, it was in the margins. It wasn't in the actual. I was like, I know I wrote this down. <laughs> All of those it's legends. I cast legends lore on my notebook and found. <laughs> <laughs> um, prefect. Yes. Have you heard from Ribbles uh, out of the Underdwell? Has there been any talk of a of a Ribbles Ironhide coming from the Underdwell? Yes. Um, he's one of the more um, uh, personalities that we're working with to get the populace of the Underdwell reintegrated with society. Yeah, he was on the council with Sibo and others. Um, yes. Unfortunately, we've been not able to find Sibo. I know we we have we've lost contact with her as well. If possible, though, uh, I would like to get it thereabouts of Ribbles, uh, so I may speak with him uh, uh, a bit. Well, I imagine if you, I'm having to open up old notes that we haven't mucked around with for a while. <laughs> Well, I mean, the last thing I said to him was, let's uh, take over Gnomeworks. And now he's involved with taking over Gnomeworks. So I was going to go uh, check in with him and be like, you know, hey, imagine seeing you here. <laughs> I mean, he might be over at the temple overseeing some of those that needed a little bit more assistance than the others. So he could be there. Okay. If you're heading back to the temple later, I may just follow you. I actually plan on lingering here a bit and speaking with some of the Vasselheim folk about some activities we need to keep in mind. Um, so when do you think you and your friends will be ready to go? I will take care of finding out how many of the old crew that you mentioned would still be available to you. Um, I, I, if possible, that might also be something good to do to to speak to the old crew ourselves before we really go all in on that decision. I mean, right? Yeah, like look at Xanth. Yeah, I think most of the crew is out at the know, but I would want to talk to Alexander at the very least. Yeah, we're not bringing uh, we're not bringing Gribbets. We're we're just not. <laughs> I, no. I mean. He could he can be your gopher in the in the kitchen. Do you fucking trust Gribbets? <laughs> Look, no, no, you don't, Earth. Just because there was a shit bucket there that he could take it from is the only reason he kept using the shit bucket, right? 
That was awesome. I forgot about that. <laughs> the food got better. Did you notice when you when you hesitated? That's a no. That's just a no. <laughs> got a point. It's a pause for emphasis. No, no, it wasn't. <laughs> Look, man, I might not be a smart kitty, but I know what I'm being lied to, and that was a goddamn lie. And you were you were you were learning how to cook from those guys just as much, just as much as you were like cooking for everybody. I'm gonna poison your next meal. I mean <laughs> going to oversalt it. I, look, I'm not gonna lie. Eating all this like wonderful stuff was a big improvement over your last meals. Not your fault. You had a minimal stuff to work with. So I'm I'm actually excited. Once you get supplied up, you know, what we're going to have to work with moving forward. But it was nice to have bacon and eggs and cheese. Oh, my God. Cheese. I'm sorry I don't keep, you know, fragile, delicate, you know, uh, eggs on my person to cook in the field. Like, <laughs> if you wouldn't eat the chickens, we might have eggs. I don't eat them raw. What? <sighs> Just turn around in a hop and smack them in the back of the head with my tail. <laughs> <laughs> I think we'll be ready to go by tomorrow, right? If we can talk to people today. Seems like this is time sensitive. Yeah. Any All chance you know what happened to Mannheim? Uh, yeah. He's no longer with us. With the living. She holds up her hand. I understand. Um, it's unfortunate. Well. Why do you ask? Mostly out of curiosity, I think. You, you I'm worked roll, for us. I'm going to roll insight on her. Hmm? Roll insight. Guidance. He worked for us. Oh my God. My he worked God. for us previously, and... We were sad to see him to go into decline when he was taken. Well, we weren't sure why he was taken. What'd you get, oh, Arthur? A horrible, a 13. 13? Did you edit it for? Oh, no, but I have a, uh, a 15. I have a plus 11 <laughs> to insight, okay? So <laughs> that's how bad I mean, it was. She, she seems genuine and concerned and happy to know well, he, happy to know there's closure. So we may have we 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 tried to get him out, but he wasn't there. Our agent that went to get him out got there, and he wasn't there. So, uh, but we do know that he was. However, he was removed. He was removed by the uh, copper takers and copper makers, um, and they tortured him. Uh, uh, until he died. Well, we will add that to their list of guilt. And they will accept their fate accordingly. Has anyone tried scrying on the leadership of the copper takers and copper makers? Oh, yes. We have them all in custody. Hmm. They were very near the site of the explosion. We found have them near the remains of Thane's Reach, to be honest with you. I don't know what means they used to escape the volcanic eruption, but we found them and took them into custody. 
those are they very dangerous men. Those are very dangerous men. I would, I would. I would keep... say they are dangerous when they have their wealth. Mm. I, now I would, they have. I would keep a healthy load of salt nearby. Strange. Okay. Um, I, any of your um, any of your guards that go to visit them, I would stay as far away as possible and and have lots of salt on hand. Very well. Strange request, but I'll see to it. Well, if you need anything, seek me out over at the temple. I will be working with the Vasselheim fleet and getting things under control. Um, actually, if you are going to the temple, I have been meaning to visit the goblin. I might as well go with you. Very well. Um, if you could just give me a moment, please. Of course. Where are the crew being held, by the way? Are they held at the temple as well, or are they held somewhere else? Uh, no, they are being held in the bastion. Okay. I'd like to, if I can, I'd like to catch the high prefix right after she steps outside the door. She actually looks at you and kind of gives you a knowing glance as if she wants to talk to you. Okay. And it's almost like you both look at each other like you're going towards her. She's turning to like start a conversation with you. And you both kind of just get that head nod and you step out into the corridor, closing the door to give you a little bit of privacy. Mm-hmm. Still no answers on why you look like that giant statue, is there? That confuses me. Or why the statue looks like you, or why you look like it. Or why, when I spoke to Helm, he questioned whether there were any clerics of Helm on the island. This happened during one of your communes. It did. Interesting. Do you speak to him? Does he speak to you? Kibion is always a unique way of interpreting and interacting with the higher powers that do what they do. They do act in strange ways at times. That temple and that statue are older than anything on this island. Anything here. Before the city was built up in the cliffs, the trees, and the harbor, and all the activity that began here hundreds of years ago, the best that me and mine can figure out is that statue predates the period of Arcanum, and roughly around the time of the ending of founding. Somewhere in there. Some of my best scholars have even interpreted that you are a fate. Well, some call it a fate, some call it an oracle, some call it a divine presence, an avatar of the gods. Some just call it coincidence. The only other thing on this island, I didn't want to mention it in front of Pike because 
I didn't feel it was a rabbit hole worth going down. But some say that the Obsidian Gate is as old as that statue. I'm not entirely sure why that is. I'm not entirely sure why any of it is what it is. But we don't always know why they do what they do. Perhaps all of this has brought you here for a reason. Still yet to reveal itself. How long ago did you come to this temple? Not too long ago, maybe 20 years ago. And was it already established as a temple of Helm at that time? It, it was not, it was a ruin. Some disrepair, decay. It was being used, of all things, storage for the harbor, for construction equipment. Over the last 20 years, I've accepted scribes and acolytes and students who come to study about Helm. And they have helped in return by restoring the great temple back to its former glory. That statue, up until about a year ago, was covered in half of the jungle growth that was up here. What was your purpose when you came here? Was it to restore the temple? At first, no, no one winds up wasn't. here. Why did you come here? I don't know. A calling? From who? One might say from him. I sat in commune one evening and distraught. And I wasn't sure what to do. I was losing my faith, losing my belief. I pilgrimed to Vasselheim, stopped at the Serenray Temple, was fortunate enough to have a very long conversation with Pike. She said, a good friend of hers said, but sometimes getting lost where no one could ever find you is the best way to find someone else who never intend to find anyone but themselves. And I found myself here on the very edge of all things. Secretly helping the underdwell, eroding the power of the copper takers and copper makers that were here, doing whatever I could to keep others informed of what they were doing. Not really good at the spy thing, I have to admit to that. Cost me some friends, but it also offered me an opportunity to understand a chance to meet you and your friends. Um, I think that like Xanth has maybe been hiding this and we probably haven't shared it. Um, when we, we saw Hammerfell, he gave us a choice. He gave us a creation heart and he told us that if we put it in the gate, it would release the gods back into the world. And 
I told him no. Can I be rolling? Can I be? Are they outside where we can't hear? Or correct? Yep. Them? Okay. Yeah. That's something Earthen would definitely kick the door down to stop you from saying. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, she's out in the corridor speaking directly with the prefect. That's why he was very specific in not mentioning it. Mentioning yeah. it. <laughs> Give me persuasion, Zenith. Okay. I think she has a really guilty conscience and she wants yeah. someone at the top to tell her she did the right thing. That's an eight. I'll do guidance on it. I don't think it's going to help, but all right. It's an 11. Okay. She staggers back from you a bit. Looks at you with a very kind of blank look of shock. I'm not inclined to believe or disbelieve anything that people have when it comes to their conversations of divinity, whether it's your voice in your mind, your commune with your entity that you believe in. But why so quick to not take that opportunity? What, what made you feel that saying no was the right answer to make? Everything I've been taught is that the gods sealed themselves away because that was the way to seal the betrayer gods as well. That they were separated from us by their choice and not by ours. This is a common understanding of the nine divine. Nine divine for the nine betrayers. Their great sacrifice to save our world, seal them off from the through the divine gate and guaranteeing that the betrayer gods and the titans could never roam Alexandria again and do harm. I don't know if there's a right or wrong answer here, Zenith. What do you think would have happened if you would have taken that offer from the Hammerfell? I think. If we had made it to the gate, we would have released the gods. We would have released all the gods. Interesting. So was it as if he offered you anything other than just restoring things the way they once were? He said it would be a world that was new, but he said, you know, he acknowledged that the world would suffer. Not unlike the original teachings of the creation myth then, huh? Hmm. When we are born, we rely on others to take care of us. As we grow, we crawl, we walk, we run. Then as we get old, we slow down. We look at things differently and we find ourselves looking back on our life and wondering if we did something wrong. Zenith, do you feel you've done anything wrong? 
I think we had a second to make a choice and we made it. But, and I think it was the right one, but it was such a huge choice that it's difficult to sit with it. It is very hard to look at things in such a way to know that the end of it, hope is still an ongoing outcome of your choice. No one can feel or understand what you went through other than yourself. That is a burden you will have to carry for the rest of your life. There's just no way around that. But you have friends. You have friends that traveled with you when you did this. You have friends that still travel with you even now. Those people that sit inside that room. They didn't ask for anything. Spot, although kitties can be strange, especially tabaxis. They seem to seek out the most adventure they can find for some strange reason. Of course, in Puck and Earth, and I, I, I feel like your fate is intertwined with all of these things. And without them, you may not have been able to make that decision. Because of them, you probably did. I wouldn't even have found my way down there by myself. Fate is a very interesting thing that we all must come to terms with. Some of us have mastered magic. Some of us have mastered divinity. Some of us have just mastered the ability to hide from the inevitable conclusion of our lives, one way or the other, whether in a bottle in a book, or in just the natural exploration of the world. Hide, run from it. Run from your fate. Yours is tied to you and your friends, Zenith. I feel as if you were tested. And I think you passed. The question is, is it the final test? I can feel that there's still more to do. I think you're right. And I'm going to help you find this path. I'm going to give you a book that you must never share with anybody. No matter how tempted you might be. This is something that has not been taken from the vaults for a very long time and I had to expend a great deal of effort to get my hands on this book. What is it? Promise me you will not panic when I give it to you. I need you to make that promise. I promise. Insight check. All right. Liar, liar, pants on fire. Um... <laughs> <laughs> she reaches into the folds of her robes and pulls out a small tome about mm -hmm. the size of your hand. Mm -hmm. 
and she hands it to you. The title with a kind of silver inking on the cover. Second of Angels. And at the bottom, Keeper of Lights. And a very kind of like inked image painted on the cover of the book. It looks just like you. This tome is over 500 years old, Zenith. It tells the story of the second angel of Alexandria. Some would call her the second fallen of Azimir. It is believed she was the first of all oracles. The first one that purposely fell to warn people of the calamity. While the book isn't as old as calamity was when it occurred, this book was written by an individual of great faith. The first founder of Helm. Some said to be the first champion of Helm. And through the word of the first oracle, the second fallen, I believe their influence started here. On this island? It's the only connection I've been able to find to that statue. Whether or not the island plays a direct role, I'm not entirely sure. There is a fate here. Could you can't help but look at the friends that you're tied to. Puck, willing to almost instantly lay down her life for you, but yet haven't really known each other that long. Earthen, clearly a devout disbeliever of anything other than what he can see on his nose. And Spot, <laughs> pure chaos. Absolute, pure chaos. <laughs> There are reasons why people gravitate together like this. I feel like we're nearing the end of a sentence that has never been finished before. This book, your friends and your fate are tied into this somehow. Be cautious, do not lose this book. It's the only one that exists. But I feel like it's important that it should join you on your journey. Maybe help you reveal things. The Shattered Isle is neither a bad or good place. It merely, to me, I don't care what Pike says, is a place lost in time. And that worries me. If there is evidence that the Celestial Gate can be found there, she looks extremely worried then it's a secret that no one could ever truly know Zenith if you believe that what you told the Hammerfell was true and you do find the gate in whatever form it may present itself to you consider it your 
responsibility that no one ever know where it is. Ever. No matter how painful the outcome might be. She just kind of leans in, gives you a kiss on the forehead and I hope we'll see each other again, Zenith. But my augury tells me there is a hard road for you. And for that, I apologize. But I think it's important. All of this feels very important. Maybe we'll see each other before you leave. Puck! Do you want to come? Earthen, like, falls through the door. <laughs> He's like, no, no. Oh, oh, You said you wanted to travel with me to retrieve oh. your goblin, correct? Uh, yes, yes. Come along, I'm leaving now. Good to see all of you. If you need anything, I'll be at the temple. Uh, with that, let's go ahead and take our five-minute break. When we come back, we'll do the second half. Quick break. <laughs> red versus blue. I love red versus blue. One of my favorites. Classic, right? Yeah. The conversations they used to have. <laughs> just so good. So telling. Yes. So telling. I mean, it's probably been, what, 10 years or so? And that's still just seared into my brain. Yeah. 10 years? Come on. It's been longer right. than that. Probably longer than that. Yeah. I mean, it got popular during first Halo, right? Oh, yeah, you're right. Exactly. So we're talking almost 20 years ago now. Yeah. yeah. But no, just that first season, there's so many things that are just seared into my memory. Simmons, I want you to poison grips next to me. Oh, I do it too. <laughs> <laughs> So true, so true. All right. So, sorry, my Dickensian orphan needed to make himself known to the rest of you guys. Floof. <laughs> <laughs> this is—is is this Charles? Yeah, this is Charlie. Oh, Charlie! Hello. He's so cute. Look at his little mustache. Yeah, I was gonna say he's got like a uh, black muzzle, like right on the very yeah, front of his of his uh, mouth. Yeah, that's uh, that's kind of why he's got that because he's got the originator, the originator of the mustache. Yeah, as opposed to the other famous guy with that mustache. Yeah, we're gonna talk about that other guy. That other guy. I think we call that infamous. I don't know about famous. Right. <laughs> is, it Charlie Ch- is it a Charlie Chaplin reference? Yeah. 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 Oh, oh. That's, that's really yeah. cute. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> I guess it's better than the tramp, huh? Uh, that's his supper K. <laughs> but yeah, he is absolutely a Dickensian orphan and not a, and it didn't take him like literally 
like four days to be, go from a uh, street urchin to a spoiled house cat. Although, you hear him tell it, mm, God, your claws are sharp. <laughs> <laughs> you hear him tell it, he is the most neglected child there's ever been. Poor thing. Well, my, my pup ma- met her pup cousin uh, oh, over the weekend, and it was interesting. Oh. Did they it get her? He is the friendly. He's a he's he looks like a uh, a feral pig. <laughs> I mean, he's huge. I mean, he he is his head is bigger than my head. Okay. Oh my god! Yeah, he's huge, and uh, but he's 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 not that tall. He's like a squat guy. He's a mix of a pit bull and an American bulldog or a, uh, an English bulldog. Like so he's the, the, yeah, he's he's a hoss. He probably weighs a hundred pounds, ah. and he might he's like three of her, right? Oh my gosh! It's not that much bigger, like height-wise, than she is, though. But uh, yeah, she was not a fan. So Aww. he was like trying to be friendly and everything. He's never met a girl dog like that close before, so he was very curious. And uh, yeah, I mean, by the end of the time, like she was snapping at him less, <laughs> but she doesn't normally bark. She doesn't growl. She doesn't do any of that stuff. And that's all she did while we were there. And I'm like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> you never make these sounds. What's going on? <laughs> what was the name of that goblin? Oh, let me go look. Don, really getting in those uh, year ago notes. That are- <laughs> I know, right? I'm, I thought it was in my code. NPC notes, but he might have been one that I adapted because of your role. Wiggums von Scheidt. Oh, that's right. Wiggums. Yes, it was Wiggums because um, the von Scheidt is a play on his goblin heritage. (laughs) Wiggums is with shit, is what that means. Von Scheidt. Yeah. Harsh. (laughs) I used to have. So, uh, Puck is going to go with the prefect over to the temple. So she's currently gone. Uh, Spot, did you want to go track down Bovina to see if you could find where your tabaxi friends might be? Yeah, I want to do that, and I have an errand uh, afterwards. That I okay. They'll but... leave Earthen and Xanath lingering behind in the room as everyone else kind of goes to do their own thing. So uh, what was that all about? Um, yeah, I wanted to question her a little more. Get anything good? <laughs> um, um, she told me a little bit more. Uh, she told me a little bit more about what she knew. Um, about the statue, and what she had, what she had heard about the founding of the temple. I think it was helpful. She still looked concerned. She's so focused on this idea of of fate, like our fates being interwoven, which I know you think is crap. And I, I you know, I obviously believe in the gods, but I don't know if I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I don't understand why my face is here why it's been here for so long, what any of it means, if it means anything. 
Look, it's not that I don't believe in the gods. The gods abandoned us and left us here. I believe in us, in people. And that when enough of the right people, when enough of the right people take their action, the right things, the good things happen. But all that has to also be done with measure. So that's why I was going to go find Ribbles. Because before we left, you know, I talked to him about what we might do to bring balance back to this island, let's say. Um, it looks like we managed that on accident without involving the Underdwell. But I believe in us. I believe in the five of us. And I believe we're all trying to do the right thing. But I'm not trying to I agree, to I think. I think, you know, whatever. The gods left. The gods sealed themselves away. The gods were sealed away. It's only people here now. Looks like this island might be a pretty sweet place to live in a couple months. Yeah. We got some stuff to do before then, though. Well, you ready to go track down the crew? Sure, let's do it. Off to the bastion we go. Okay. So Xanath and Earthen heading towards the bastion. Spot tracking down Bovina. Uh, and Puck heading over to the temple to see what she can find out about um, Wiggum. Um, Spot, as you head down into the busy mid-morning breakfast crowd, you see Bovina, the big minotaur behind the bar. She's prepping bottles. She's got a keg that she takes off her shoulder and sets it down behind the bar and big hammer. She taps it and sets it up in the rack and oh. <laughs> hey Spot, I haven't seen you for a while. Yeah, it's been a couple days. Yeah, it has. So, it's been, been, uh, been kind of interesting. Hey, I I'm sorry to bug you, just you remember uh when last I was here there's a group of I don't know, maybe four or five uh other tabaxi. Um do you happen to get their names or any idea where they might be? Didn't get their names, but uh I'm sure they'll be back tonight. They've been here every night since uh, I saw you. Okay. All right. Cool. Thanks. I'll see you tonight. I'm just going to kind of tip her and uh, head on my way. That is the strangest tabaxi. Takes the coin, puts it in her small leather pouch. Where else would you like to go? I was going to go. Um, I think <laughs> it was reasonably close. I was going to go to the uh, uh, Temple of Tybora. The shrine? Yes, thank you. Thank yeah, okay. Heading towards the shrine. Um, You retrace your steps back to that alleyway when you initially had that run-in with one of the underdwelt orphans. But now that you're out here mingling in the streets, you definitely get the feeling that things have changed a bit. People are... Not as fearful, not as worried. They're moving about with smiles on their faces. 
and it's always fun kind of knowing the real reason why, but whether or not this could just turn into a crazy tabaxi story versus the truth is always something that like hinges on the edge of reality for most tabaxis. Not to say that tabaxis are great liars, but if anything, they are amazing at telling both fiction and nonfiction without realizing that they somehow blur the line in between the two. I will have you know I've been scrupulously honest to the party members. <laughs> <laughs> the team is always on your mind. It's interesting, this journey so far. You look about the busy streets and then find yourself down a familiar side area, familiar alley, and there's the little abandoned temple. It's a little tiny, I mean, minuscule compared to most chapels and temples that you might find of tomorrow. The half-open front door, the windows still boarded up, the front garden abandoned. Got to kind of just uh, go up to the front door and just you know, not, I won't say casually, but push it open without any kind of reservation. Just you know, I'm not trying to make noise, but I'm also uh, <sighs> I, I'm doing it in a way where. You know, I'm not afraid of any, or I'm kind of at peace, essentially. You step in, sound of the city kind of behind you. The door opens up into very different looking space. All of the internal detris and rubbish of the abandoned interior has been cleaned up. A small little stone altar has been put at the far end of what would be a very small vegetable that you would walk into. There are maybe a dozen small wooden chairs lined up in an organized way. And then a door opens off the side creaks open and a very elderly tabaxi comes out of the side oh <laughs> well I'm afraid you're a little early for service young man wasn't planning uh, on doing anything until next week I, I, I didn't know that the shrine had been reopened I, I was just oh well never really closed we just kind of operated under the guise of abandonment we didn't want to deal with the copper takers and their ilk I can assure you, there's a healthy population here that likes to pay Tamora the kindly visage they deserve. Tamora's been good to me this last week. I, I should have uh, should have known that when I was last here, but I just wanted to stop in and pay my respects. She, as I said, Tamora's done, done me a solid these last few days. Like what? What did the fates bring you? Um, well, we managed to seal a primordial fire demon into I don't know what, and I'm not dead. So. Can't stop thumbs. <laughs> I'm a tabaxi. 
And behind him on the altar, just this female goddess figure, kind of in leathers and but the face is always a distortion of itself. Well, fate does work strangely for some of us, I know. So you're alive because you believe Tamoa had her eye on you, perhaps? I don't know. Um, the gods are inscrutable, but it can't have hurt. <laughs> I've been a deputy of hers for many years now, and I don't know. I just I don't know if my offering to her is what might have tipped in my favor. I don't know if it was the cat lord that watching out for me, but this felt like a good thing to do after that. Um, there's so many times I probably should have died this last week, but um, still here. It's good to be alive, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Haven't punched that card. Wait, just looks in there. It's like, three punches left. <laughs> <laughs> Only <Bad>. three? <laughs> <laughs> if you ever feel inclined to get a little advice from an old tabaxi when it comes to fortune and fate. Oh, I'm usually oh. here. Oh, thank uh, I, Sorry, I've been traveling with, you know, uh, some other humorous. Oh, my. Just, I want to actually, I, I need to be around you guys more. It's <laughs> such a weight off. Uh. You're a very strange young man. Go away. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Thank you for the offering. I, was gonna, uh, I just kind of want to take a peek around. I'm not actually going to do anything with it, but is my spear that I left here anywhere, uh, or they, is that moved on? Uh, you don't see it anywhere. <laughs> just kind of smile, uh, do a uh, you know quick, I just kind of look at rip out. Is there a space where I can sit down and meditate for a moment? Yeah, be kind of. Oh, just come right over here, of course. And clears away a couple of the stairs or chairs and puts out a couple pillows on the ground. Kind of gives you a safe little space to kind of begin your meditation. Puck, walking alongside the prefect is interesting. You're having a similar experience in the roads and streets of the busy Nomework city. The mood here is very different now, very changed. The prefect kind of looks down at you, almost not too dissimilar from an adult staring at a child who can't keep up. Am I traveling too fast for you, Puck? No, not at all. Okay. I know, the streets are quite busy right now. What is your plan with young Wiggum, if you think he's worthy of release? I don't know if he's ready to be released, but he certainly let's say his version of events has been exonerated to the point where he might be worth revisiting. It doesn't seem like he has just lost his mind. It seems like something very important is locked in his mind. Very empathetic of you. Did your experiences require any help either? Do you feel that your mind is okay, Puck? Oh, I mean, as okay as any of our minds at this point. Ha ha. Ha ha ha. She's like, <laughs> looks at you. 
there's a moment where you feel like a tingle and then a sigh of relief on the look of the prefect. Oh, it's your wit. Um, <laughs> he worried me there for a moment. Um, anyways, uh, if he's better, I mean, one might assume that if he is linked to the circumstances of the island. Have you had any dark visits or any nefarious visions since your last time? Not since the here seemed to, or who whoever it is that we assume to be him. Not since he was sealed. For a while, it seemed like he was just trying to find an open mind to inhabit. It's unclear what's going on at this point, but you're right. If it got better for me, who's to say that whatever has happened can't also affect Wigan and that he can't be helped at this point. The two of you are now walking over that huge bridge that will take you over to the temple and then up. You can't help but stare at that statue. It's creepy. The likeness, the familiarity of it. <laughs> and I just kind of walk around, see if the eyes are following me. <laughs> creepy. <laughs> well, from Puck's perspective, it might be. Oh, that's what you look like. I mean, it wasn't me that said that. Mike said that. I tried to cover. The prefect kind of catches you staring at the statue. It's a strange coincidence, don't you think? It sure is. I mean, I don't know that anyone has seen anything like this before. So maybe it is coincidence, but... Not a natural coincidence. Perhaps. She leads you past the statue, up the stairs, into the entry chamber, into the main chapel. Excuse me, Peter, if you come here for a moment. And excuse me for a moment, Puck. I will check in on Wiggins. Give me one moment. She moves over, has a brief exchange. Um, well, uh, you can find Wiggum over in the eating hall. He was let out this morning. He was. Yes. Evidently, since whatever happened a couple days ago, he's gotten his mind back. Oh, goodness. Peter, take Puck here over to the eating hall, would you? I must attend to other Deweys. Um, Peter will find you to the eating hall. Good to see you, Puck. And she kind of just walks off towards a busy group of cloistered individuals. Um, Peter comes over, guides you deeper into the chapel space, then through a hallway and into what feels like a very kind of monostatic kind of eating hall where you collect your food off the tables and then you would sit at these communal tables and eat a meal and a common tray of food would be passing up and down the length of the two tables. And sitting in amongst... There's enough space, so he's not next to anybody specifically. There's a very thin, gaunt-looking goblin with ear and nose piercings that he had from before, wearing a very simple white and green and blue robe of the tr traditional helm coloration. His little feet swinging on the, you know, the, the, the stool, like the big bench sitting. 
he's only he's not much taller. He's as tall as you are, so <laughs> his feet dangle. And he seems to be enjoying um, his breakfast, not really paying attention to anything. Wigan? Oh! <laughs> Hello! Um, do we know each other? Do you remember me? Ah, uh, boy. Uh, am I supposed to? I, I don't mean to be rude, but I've been... Not, I've been ill. They tell me I was very ill. Yeah, I spoke to you while you seemed to be uh, not quite yourself. Oh, when I was down in my chamber then, where they yes. were, were keeping me. I, I do have to apologize. I don't remember much of anything when I was not quite in my own mind. I apologize. Do you remember... What had led you onto your illness? Not really. I, um, I remember I was making some inquiries of the, of, I, I don't really remember the name. I, um, I'm sorry. It's hard for me to remember things. I, I remember falling ill and coming to the vestibule to seek help. Uh, they put me in the hospital, uh, and I remember waking up this morning inside my chamber. That's unfortunately all I can remember. I, I don't know what else to make of it. Do you mind if I tell you a few of the things you told me back then to see if it strikes a memory? Of course, I, I think I think that might be helpful for me. Um, okay, I'm going to cast um, detect thoughts. Surface, or are you going deep? I'm going deep. Okay. <laughs> to go. He does have exhaustion, so he has disadvantage. I rolled a 19 and a three, so you're able to push through because he's got disadvantage. So his outer thoughts are pure chaos of not remembering hardly anything. But as you push through that noise into his deeper thoughts, it's almost like tapping into an empty vessel. Oh. Almost as if his core memories have been wiped out. You told me you went to help your employer into the jungle. I, why would I go? Oh, and then there's a spark in that detect thought, something coming alive in the void. And there's an image of him talking to Mannheim. You told me that he asked you to retrieve a red apple or a red fruit that resembled an apple from a tree and just as you almost reached it you fell down and you fell down a tunnel or a well of some sorts there's suddenly a spark of a memory of a campsite below him a very stern looking Mannheim telling him to be careful and him climbing up into the boughs of a fruit tree a tropical fruit tree and 
trying to pull something from it, and then suddenly him falling into a lava tube. You told me that when you came back too, you were in complete darkness. And you started to walk through the dark caves, and slowly you started to hear a voice calling to you. The memory of somebody terrified, alone, lost, and then a gentle voice leading him deeper into the under caverns. Memories reveal themselves strangely. These feel more like emotions. But then there's an image. An image of a figure sitting in a chair. You kept talking about skin, something without skin, something eating the skin. The figure in the chair reveals itself more in the memory. They are undead. They are skeletal in appearance with stretched paper-thin skin. Kind of wearing tattered remains of robes and clothing that maybe once looked very fine, very upper class, but now they look devoid of their color and they look very tattered. But then there's this smile on its face. Looking at Wiggum as his memories are slowly being pulled from that void, begin to notice fear in his eyes. A sense of panic beginning to overtake him. And you spoke about light and darkness and something that will happen when the beacon will be lit and someone who will return when the beacon will be lit. Hey. I'm starting to remember that creature in the chair. I... I feel as if this thing has not been truly revealed yet. I was lost down in those catacombs, those old ones for days. But its voice always calling me, always guiding me through the dark. Being a warlock, I've gotten used to talking to voices in my head. Sometimes that's how we get our power. <laughs> I never actually met where those voices come from, so I just assumed maybe I had finally reached my zenith. I had finally obtained power enough to where the voice in my head had allowed me to see it. Maybe I was going to achieve some great reward. I... His voice lost to you as you stare at the figure. In his mind, his memory, kind of solidifying around this figure. This isn't the maniacal interference that you remember. That felt more shadowy, more disconnected. This image is something that has been waiting and plotting for a very long time. image feels cold 
cruel and finally revealed to you in the sense that whatever they were hiding behind before was a ruse. Whether or not you want to believe in the Obsidian Gate or returning the Fire Titan back to its plane of existence. The chaos of the Guardian felt different than this figure that you're staring inside the mind of this poor little goblin. I lost myself there. Are you okay, Puck? You seem distracted. I'm listening to you. I'm sorry. It's a very upsetting story, and I'm sorry you had to go through it. Why do you ask all these questions of me, Buck? Well, your maddened, let's call it maybe prophecy or experience, seemed to lend itself to something that has happened and something that might be still uh, of danger to a lot of people. So anything you can remember, as painful as it is, could really change a lot. Give me persuasion with advantage, because you still got detect thoughts on, and you've penetrated deeply into his psyche. Ten with advantage. I remember a single word the foot of the chair they sat in. I don't know what it means. I speak common okay, so it's definitely written in common. The word was Wonderman. Wonderman. It's a strange word. I think it was maybe the name? I don't know. Did... It say anything else? I just remember it penetrating my mind, using dark thoughts of my own making, my own fears, to drive me quite mad. But this morning I woke up clear of head. My memories, thanks to you, now slowly coming back. I don't, I don't know anything after that, unfortunately, I'm sorry. Thank you so much. I know this was very difficult for you. Um, I hope this helps you a little bit get back on your feet. Uh, And I give him... uh, uh, And I give him uh, 20 gold. Oh, thank you very much. This will help me a great deal. Are you sure you're okay? Uh, yeah, yeah. How about you? Since you've come back to yourself, have they been treating you right? Well, I mean, they... I like noodles. They feed me those. I I enjoy them. Um, there's a moment that he stares at you that one eye is drifting slowly off to the left and then recenters. I... They're still fixing me. I'm probably going to be here for a while. Well, we're going to be leaving soon. 
but if you want to find me beforehand, I will be. Uh, you can you can talk to the um, head uh, priestess here, and she'll be able to call to me. Oh, um, okay. And here, and I give him one of my. I don't know if I have them on me. One of my homing pigeons. I still technically sure. Have like you them. reach like a magician. You reach into your like your like the inner the underside of your tunic and. Like in your room the whole time. Yeah, and like you set the pigeon, he's all, oh, puts his finger down, it crawls on his finger, and sets it on his shoulder. It's good to have friends. Thank you, Buck. Of course. And if you ever need me, you can. It it should be able to at least maybe find me. Okay, Buck. Thank you. We'll try. Um. Okay, well, I guess I'm gonna leave now and um, see if I can go to the library because I know there were a few books that we were looking at before our fight with Mason. Maybe I can find something. Okay, so you head off that direction. Xanath and Earth, and you find yourselves heading out of the Coral Finger down towards the elevators. It'll take you down the cliffs and into the Harbor District. And then off to the side of the harbor district um, is a two-story stone structure half built in to the cliff face here. And it just says Bastion above the doorway, heavily guarded by um, what's now um, Vasselheim forces. Um, the sergeant kind of stops the two of you. Uh, is there something I can do for the two of you? Uh, yeah, we have some uh, acquaintances who may be kept inside. Uh, we'd just like to check in on them, see how they're doing. Uh, their names, please. Uh, well, there's Alexander, uh, McClintock, uh, Gribbets, O'Brien. Um, no, that one fell off the ship. Uh, who else? Who am I forgetting? I'm forgetting somebody. The crew of the the captain's Captain Spirit is who we're looking for. Oh, that lot. Eh, just a sec. Kind of opens up the heavy door and kindred goes inside spirit. for a moment. Kindred spirit. Yeah, right. Yes, the kindred spirit. Boy, it's been a while since you guys been on that ship. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't have to be the cook, okay? <laughs> How mean is it, though, for like we want everyone except for Gribbets? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I think it was drink- Snibbits. Oh, Snibbits? Yeah, I think it was Snibbits. I have I have it down as Snibbits. Okay. I have um, yeah, Goblin was- Snibbits, O'Brien, uh, Jameson, Alexander. Um, Jameson, that's the one that uh, Winter was sporting with. Yes. Peronis, who went overboard. Yep. Uh, McClintock was the guy I saw in the sails. Yep. That some we I think more than one person talked to him too. Sure so I'll say name. when the sergeant comes back, he leads you. In. Uh, uh, yeah, they'll see you. I, you know, just making sure everything was okay. Uh, they're in holding cell twelve, just right through there. Go down the long hallway. Can't miss them. They're a pretty motley group. That yep. That's that sounds accurate. The inside is a bit. Smelly, but as you guys 
are about to like go in that direction, there is a familiar smiling individual talking to two of the guards. And she stops talking to them to get up. Um, and maybe they'll have better luck than me. As Salinas walks over to the two of you. How, what, what, how, what, what are you doing here? Well, after what's been going on, I had to come back. Here, I think you should keep this. She pulls out a familiar statue. You still have it. Yes, I do. Um, she might be dead. Not, 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 a, not a major loss then. We, we weren't trying. It wasn't intentional. But the guy she was with was not a good guy. Neither was the other guy she was with. I mean, she had a really poor taste in men. Like, put the... Put the One might even that. say that the men have tasted her. One did. Yeah, he was unfortunate. Unfortunate. I had somebody examine the statue while I was here. Oh, really? Where'd you learn? Yeah. Do you know a gnome that goes by the name of Siebel? We do. I had her take a look at it. I was told that she was the best when it came to this. When did you see her? Oh, I don't know, maybe a week or so ago, before things went, as they like to say around here, tits up. <laughs> well, the tits exploded. I mean, <laughs> Earthen, I know you're not used to our culture, but that's just to say. It's not meant to be taken much further than allowing it to be a say. Just telling you, there's mountains called Tetons, and you know, it's all these words for tits. So the tits exploded. I was being literal. Uh, I understand what you're saying. looks away from Earthen to focus on Xanath. <laughs> so anyways, now that the adults are speaking. Um, <laughs> she said it was an anchor totem. An anchor totem? Something that familiars carry with them. Familiars that are linked to vampires. So she she is a familiar. Is that what Sibo said? That's what Sibo said, yeah. That would, what does this mean to you? We've seen her with with Mason. A man we believe to be a vampire. Very um, strongly. And he seemed to be feeding on her and on Mithra. Well, that's why I went to go see Sibo. She has friends that are vampires. Not true vampire, but the walking kind. The kind that are allowed to walk in the day. The friendly ones. I he think that like depends on what side of the street you're on, but maybe. Oh, they're friendly to us. Affair. So she may have already known Mason. I think we had assumed that she was being dragged along as a captive. Well, I mean, he was feeding off of her, but yeah. Well, but I think she was still bound to Devon. To Devon? <sighs> Hmm. 
Well, are you here to see her old crew by chance? Wait, wait, who is Devon serving? Before we get to that. Was Devon serving? I don't know. My understanding was they were both betrothed to each other. Fair. But uh, Devon... Devon killed Puck. He seemed to serve... And he said he was serving someone. Or he said something about, uh, I did it, Master, something like that. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Connected to something, but I I couldn't tell you. Hmm. Don't know. I uh, would like to roll inside. Sure. You can give me an inside check. Man. I haven't rolled over ten all night, <laughs> <laughs> but I have I have great like bonuses now. But so that's uh, twenty one. Twenty one. Yeah. Um. Just seems genuine. Seems like this is part of the conversation that she's being genuine about. I mean, she's appreciative of the fact that the gaps seem to be filling in. You just get the feeling that she's believes that. Something about Devon and um, the captain is more reticent. Something about their relationship was definitely key to all this. Do you know any more about um, Feldomina, who sent us on this? What's she up to right now? I mean, you you went back towards Nicodranus, right? No, I didn't. Oh, you didn't make it. <sighs> so you mean Chisels like still d- thinks that? Oh. Did you at least send word? We called her back like five days ago. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I sent proper notification out to those I needed to send to. That okay. was handled. Okay. All right. I mean, I was trying to do a favor for the big ogre that didn't kill me. I. I assure you, he's grateful. Very grateful. Anyway, the crew, yes, that's where we're headed. Do mind if I join you? Uh, you want to stay, like, back? I mean, you can, like... I just want to... I mean, watch remember the they... chaos at the end of that thing, and you were supposed to be the sacrifice, and... Maybe I if they saw you, they... Very much, I think they're all very much aware that they were taken on a bit of a ride. I would like to just to watch how they react once the two of you begin to question. Yeah. So I mean, just but stay out of sight. I don't care if you join us, but stay out of sight, at least until we give the signal. I mean, there's only three of them left, unfortunately. What? What happened to the rest of them? Don't know. Scattered. Could be hiding. Who? Who is it? Uh, I believe the little goblin Snibbits, Alexander, and then Philip of the Watch. Well, Philip's not going to be happy that Winter's not with us. <laughs> I think it was Alexander she was flirting with. She had well, a I mean, game. It might have been both. It was both. Because <laughs> she Philip finagled was him into letting her into his chambers yeah cover up her own activity that you know that she was involved in but she was also flirting with philip to learn about other stuff and yeah yep well lead the way i'll follow behind all right you said uh number 12 yeah which is the 
last holding cell in the very back. Can I uh, you can see? I was like, can I roll perception as we're walking back there, sure. just to kind yeah. of get a look around? Yeah. Uh, if anyone's cast enhance ability for wisdom on me and Earthen. Okay. Wow, that's gonna be awesome. I, so. I, I have bonuses on wisdom checks, I think. So. So enhance ability is. Uh, that's advantage, advantage. wisdom checks. Yeah. Okay. Well, so it would be like insight. Yeah. Well, with my perception, that's a 28. Okay. There are a collection of assorted people here. A lot of higher ranking gnomes that would be involved in the watch and the guard that would be involved in gnome works. Um, some of the professors and others that were kind of, whether they knew the truth or not, that's being sorted out. The one, one with particular spider legs. What's that? Spider legs, professor. There. Uh, no, haven't seen her yet. Okay. Um, but there's one cell filled with four very drunk, smelly tabaxi. Hey, you guys. One of the tabaxi lifts its head, opens one eye to stare at you. What the fuck you want, man? <laughs> Oh, come on. Don't you go... You greet the greatest bard you ever heard a little nicer. Uh, your One buddy, of the other tabaxi wakes up, opens its eye, looks at the campaign, looks at Earthen, shrugs its shoulders. You spilled the death punch on me, burned my face and all that shit. You don't they both that? pass out. Go back to sleep. <sighs> hey, don't be You're- talking to those tabaxi. Just move on. They have a friend looking for him. All right. They have lots of friends looking for him. Not that kind. Not that kind. Better, better, good (laughs) friends. Guys, get to the end of the hall. Selena's kind of hangs out in the background as you kind of lean in to look in at very three sullen looking individuals. Philip, kind of over on a stool in the corner. Looks up to see just the two of you, not really paying attention to Selena's back behind you in the shadows. He gets a weird smile on his face. Alexander, look who's here. Snibbits comes out of the corner, and then there's Alexander, like, facing out the window of the cell to turn around. Well, the troublesome prodigals return. I knew you guys were trouble the minute we let you on that ship. Well, you're sad. I tried to tell her. I think we were all taken for a ride, weren't we? He just glances over. Snippets. Eh, I don't really care. I just like pissing off the spot. That was fun. <laughs> we need him back. Uh, you want to? I mean, if he ever knew more? the truth about what I really did with the flour for the bread, he probably fucking killed me. <laughs> Uh, it I mean, makes great can, body powder. You know, you put it on your body and it gets rid of the, you know, the wet. We yeah. can arrange that, you know. So it's... Oh, he's not dead? I just assumed he'd be dead by now. <laughs> no. Uh, almost a few times. Oh, okay. Alexander. So what do you guys want? What do you, what do you want from us? 
don't want anything from you. Wanted to know why if, you uh, here. Want to know if you want it out of the cell. Snibbits gets up and looks over at Philip. Philip kind of, they both eagerly look at Alexander. What do you mean? There's no way you're going to trust us. Why shouldn't I? Alexander looks at the two of them. Well, if it's true you think we're all taken for a ride, then maybe we're not that good. Well, I dare say uh, the captain may not be much longer for this world if she's still around. What do you Unfortunately. Mean? She wound up in the company of, uh, of um, someone we suspect is a vampire. Um, the last time we saw her, she was rather frail. A couple of puncture wounds. Her uh, betrothed was there as well. You know, he was uh, back in human form, no longer a bullywog. He also tried to kill Puck. Tried. <laughs> Succeeded. You got better. <laughs> <laughs> I got better. <laughs> um, Alexander just kind of like leans back against the wall, kind of looks at you. Huh. Well, that explains why the crate was stolen. Yeah. Captain went to go track down where she thought the crate was taken. She left word that uh, she got in contact with uh, the fellow that said that he could help her. Yeah, that might be the guy, the asshole that we're... Uh, yeah, we've been waiting for her to get back. Mm. You'll be waiting a lot longer uh, if you're going to go down that route. Or, or, hear me out. Uh, we need to traverse the veil. Ugh, you guys are still gonna. <sighs> Not for that. I mean. So maybe this is an opportunity for, for me to earn a little trust. All of it was bullshit. You've been through the veil. No, I haven't. Where did the, where did the the painting come from no idea captain always disembarked got on the whale went into the veil two days three days later she'd come back out she'd have items or things uh the one time she came out with a bullywog boats don't go in there mate they just simply don't i don't care what you've heard it's all bullshit. Well, I appreciate your honesty. I didn't you gotta understand that idiot was paying us a lot of money to tell her that we were trying to go there. Oh, oh, I know. We we Can got we paid do- a lot of money to be told to go there. Can we do like an insight check on Alexander right now? Sure, if you want. Okay. Uh, it's a 28. Yeah, he's being honest. Okay. Be very honest. He's basically intrigued by what Earthen has to offer getting out of the cell. And he's now at the point where honesty is going to get him out of here. Mm. All that aside, 
we have heard of uh, certain devices that can be crafted, applied to the bow of a ship, and uh, allow it to somewhat safely traverse the veil. I know of this because uh, it was told to me by someone who did it thousands, or was it uh, a thousand years ago? A hundred, how many years ago was that? I don't remember how many, how many years ago was that? I can't remember who told us. <laughs> Devon told us about it before he... Oh, yeah, like a hundred years ago, right? Or that, I can't, I can't remember. He would have been over a hundred years ago. Yeah, I think it was a hundred years ago. The way you were saying you took the word of the person that killed your friend. I'm saying I've seen a lot of strange things and I've seen a lot of corroborating evidence with the materials at hand that could create, if his uh, phrasing was true, the kind of device that uh, facilitate this process. Yeah, Alexander cracks his knuckles, walks over to the bars to lean on them. You sound like you got religion, Arthur. Ha! <laughs> Not religion. Faith in uh. people. Faith in people like you, Alexander. So you're going to try to get through the veil, are you? Oh, we're not going to try. Oh, then you're staying here? Oh, we're going through the veil. There's uh, no try to it. Sounds like my small uncle that used to tell me that. There's yeah. no try. There's only do. And if you I don't think, do uh, it, and you do a lot of doo-doo, try again. <laughs> were, were you a baby when he said that? I don't know. My uncle went by the name of Voda. He was a weird dude. Sounds like a wise man. Wise ass. <laughs> well, so, if we sign up to go with you, is that how we get out of here? Yeah. Do you want me to track down the rest of the crew, then? Uh, who else is still around? Well, I'm sure they scattered to the winds. I'm sure they're hiding. I could try to find them. When was your plan for leaving? Tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow, uh, yeah. Well, you better get me out of here today. I'm going to have to spend some coin and some time. Go figure out where they are. If I know them, they're hit, probably hiding out in the entertainment district. A lot more crime <laughs> you can get away with down there. People to hide you. Well, Snibbits, you're coming too, I hope, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, we actually already have a chef, so I'm not sure <laughs> if we need Snibbits to come along. If you wanted to stay behind Snibbits, because I think it's going to be pretty dangerous. I, I didn't say he needs to cook. We, we can <laughs> keep him out of the kitchen. Double stay. <laughs> <laughs> Snibbits, uh, what else can you do besides uh, use the shit bucket for soup? He's like... Wiping the snot off his nose, wipes it on his shirt. I could do food prep. No. Uh, <laughs> um, I could keep the latrines clean. Okay. You have a new job. Stay away from the kitchen. Oh, okay. But keep the latrines clean. I will endeavor to persevere. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I do not think those words mean what you think those words mean. Yeah, it's probably true. <laughs> I need you guys to know, like, I know I'm like a couple of miles away, probably. 
there's like an involuntary shudder just running up. Uh, <laughs> it's it's that ringing full... in your ear you get when you're convinced someone's yeah. talking about you. Yeah, like full bottle brush <laughs> tail while they're meditating. Just like, what? <laughs> Philip, Philip, um, yeah, you know, winter, winter disappeared into the Fae for a moment. I don't know if she'll be back, but uh, uh, you're still more than welcome to join. Hey, I'm a sailor. Do what I gotta do to, you know, be a sailor. Like I, I'm, I don't know about what Alexander thinks or the others all think. I, if the captain was being a shite based on what she was doing to us, that's, I, I'm not inclined to disagree with you. I'm gonna pull out the statue uh, and show Alexander. I remember that thing. She kept it in her quarters. Never. Far from her. Yep. It's been far from her for a while now. We stole Maybe. it when we, we stole it when we escaped the boat. Yeah, she was pretty angry that day. I, th- I thought she would be. Haven't quite figured out uh, how this thing works, but uh, we did. We did find out that uh, it's a it's a familiar. It's a it's an anchor totem for a familiar. I don't know what that is. It has something to do with vampires. Uh, have you tried breaking it? Not yet. Is that a plan? Might be. We'd like to know where she is before we do it. The good captain was a good captain. The other captain was... I think the other out. captain was her real self. Hmm. Well, you certainly seemed head over heels for the woman. Yeah. Is that a joke, too? I don't know if that's so important right now. I, uh... It is what it is. You're a good man, Alexander. Let's get you out of here. Uh, guard! Sergeant comes walking down the hallway. Yeah, what's up? I'll be taking these three. Oh, just like that there, your lordship. Yes, just <laughs> like that there, my lordship. Uh, yeah, you'll have to get some countersigned orders for that, mate. Uh, the vassal I don't the... need the countersigned orders. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you do need the countersigned orders. <laughs> Are you going to cast a spell? Uh, sure. Are you I think command, we can do... or... We... We will get we will get the consents that we. You're need. like you see Earth and pull out a spell. Like, fuck this guy. Fuck this guy. <laughs> <laughs> reaching for my reaching for my vial. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, friend. Well, countersign orders take so long to get. I have to go up there. I have to get the chain. And then way, once, I you, once I once I bring it down, then you got to go back and take it up and officiate it, sign it, get it, come back down, sign it again. Go back upstairs. You look like you're pretty tired. It's probably close to the end of your shift. Uh, you know, you could just let these guys go. I'm taking them into the veil. So, uh, no. But uh, you know what? You come back with those orders, and I'll be more than happy to let them out. Wondering if Earthen remembers he's traveling with a somewhat reformed thief who's good at you know who has a forgery kit that they're proficient at. Not Are you being butters? Nowhere near. I'll send a message to 
to Pike and say, you know, we need the men from the Kindred Spirit released. If you could send orders to assist us, we'd appreciate it. Unfortunately, she's not within 120 feet of you. Oh no, sending is. Like oh, you're eight. doing sending. Yeah. Message is the is the other one. I so think I thought I you were doing message. Send a message, which is probably confusing. Going <laughs> 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 to message a send. Yes. Oh well, sorry to hear you're having problems. Uh, I'll send someone over right away. Oh, I can't reply. Tick tock, tick tock, tick tock. Yeah, you guys linger for about 15 minutes. Hey, uh, asshole! I think you're about to find out that we're taking these three guys. Huh? He got yeah. looks over his shoulder. The one of the other guards is holding up a form. Oh, well, that was quick. Sure, oh, magic. takes oh out my his God. key. That was cool, unlocks it. it. Undoes the cage. Well, they're all your problem now. They How much less don't. time would this have taken if you just trusted me and gave me the? God, I'm so salty. <laughs> Fucking bods. And the, the <laughs> sergeant just goes walking away. And then stops and turns. They're your problem now, your lordship. And just goes back to standing out front. Alexander kind of nudges snippets out and waits for Alexander. Well, I got no coin. You want me to track down a crew? I'm going to need some coin. If you trust me, this is where we start. Yep. I'm going to take out the bag of gems. Uh, I forgot who we picked that up off of. One of the many corpses of dead people you've left behind in your wake. Hey now, hey now. (laughs) We didn't leave a lot of corpses. Some of them were just evaporated, okay? (laughs) That was stuff I stole from the the cabin of the other ship. Yeah, that's what it was. The bag of gems. So, yeah, I'm just going to hand in the bag of gems. Um, all right, I Make can find him piece. with this. Yeah. I'm gonna like tug out a piece of his hair and be like, "We'll be able to see you." Uh, he just asked. Okay, uh, great start. Great start. Like a big old bald patch on his green head. No, just a couple <laughs> pieces. <laughs> Helm wills it. He's like scalpel. <laughs> so you like do like a bad. Uh, you know, you know how they pick up the scalp yeah. from like a bad plugs from bad hair plugs. Yeah, uh, they can find you, you bastard. <laughs> so yeah, that bag of gems is worth around six hundred gold. So it should be more than enough. All right, come on, Snibbit. Come on, Alexander. Let's go. Get to work. And they kind of walk off down the hallway. Salinas comes out of the shadows like. No one even saw that she was there. That was interesting. Yeah, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, I'll keep an eye on him for you. If you get my meaning. I appreciate it. You're coming hey. with us, right? Oh, I, mean, I wouldn't not right miss. Now. I wouldn't miss getting to that island for nothing. I have a funny feeling we're all going to be in for an interesting trip. And you watch as she kind of just saunters down and gradually begins to follow where they are. And then she slips out as well. That's why I didn't want her seen. You never know. Also, she's really, really good at that. She's sneaky as hell. Yep. Thank you. Yeah, the two of you exit the bastion. 
just in time to see a whistling puck coming across the harbor's walk with uh, lunch in or with punch in tow. Uh, and of course, coming down the platform after having a nice meditative afternoon or mid morning post breakfast, you can see Spot coming down into the harbor ward as well. We'll say that you guys gather here for a moment to discuss what you want to do with the rest of your day. Hey, um, I think I found your buddies. Ooh. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Earthen points towards the jail. I, I, just, I, I just point back behind me to the bastion. Yeah. Right. I'm just going to scamper off there. Yeah. He goes, oh, poof. just goes like hitting a flame. Guys. Don't forget your papers. <laughs> uh, but yeah, just yell at them. They'll meet them back at uh, Bavina's bar tonight or something like that. Okay. So um, while Spot is posting bail and the rest of you discuss what you want to do for the rest of the day. Uh, that's going to be a good place for us to stop because I wanted to take a moment to talk about your level up tonight and see how we're doing. Um, everyone else, thanks for hanging out. I'm going to talk to these folks for a little bit afterwards. Uh, don't forget to be safe, be kind, and we'll be back here next Sunday, I believe. Correct? Everyone good mm -hmm. for next Sunday per our earlier conversation with a possibility that Spot may be dialing in from Washington, D.C. We'll see how that goes. So. Good night, I want, everyone. Be I want safe. Be kind. In the background spot. <laughs> yeah, I want. I want to see Chicago behind Zenith and DC behind Spot. <laughs> he, he lives in Virginia. I don't think I can do that. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, you're pretty tall up in the towers, right, Alexa? Mm -mm. Yeah. That was a loud motorcycle. Oh, it was super loud today. <laughs> I don't know what was going on. Everyone else, be kind, be safe. Don't forget to play a game. We'll see you Sunday next week. Bye, everybody. Well, these days I'll be on that button, so I'm not <laughs> looking for that button. Why don't you just, like, wire the button into, like, an easy button on your desk and you could be like, bam. I would, but that just brings me staplers from staples. <laughs> <laughs>